Hey, what's up? We're what's here. up, guys? What's up, man? I'm trying to figure the best angle. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> yeah, we'll, get it. we'll get it eventually. Where Let's are you guys? Man. We're in LA. Los Angeles. Where? Bro. Where? Like a house? Studio? Where? Yeah, we're at the studio. Are you? Are you actually? Uh, are 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 you guys doing music right now? Oh, we're just chilling, just chilling, kicking it. A good old Wednesday. Are you, are you practicing good social distancing? Uh, yeah. Well, you know, we've been quarantining together, so it's okay. Yeah. If I get it, he's definitely got exactly. it. Exactly. That's okay. That's okay. Yes. Guys, <laughs> hold on. Guys, I, I want to thank you. First, for everybody watching, Cheat Codes, love you. Um, hey, thank you, uh, man. We've been uh, nice, loving man. the product. We, uh, you got yeah, some rosé? I got well, a little bit right here. I got to, I'm wearing, I don't know if you know this symbol. Yes, I'm aware yes. of the violet fog. Exactly. So in honor of uh, your recent release with Wiz and, and my love for Wiz and Wiz's love for McQueen. So I'm drinking, I'm drinking McQueen right now. Nice. When I'm, I'm drinking uh, uh, lemonade McQueen and I got my Starbucks straw. You know what? That, that glass really brings it together. It's kind of, uh, I kind of want one of those, man. I'll hook you up. I'll send you some. I'll send That's you some. So, guys, just just some background because you have no fucking clue who I am. But I own a bunch of uh, started and created a bunch of wine and spirit brands. Um, my past brands, Ace of Spades. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah. Um, I have a cognac that we still own with Bacardi called uh, Doucet. Um, yep. And then I've got Bel Air, which is a huge brand. Uh, it's in like 100 countries. I've got this rum called Bamboo, which is the fastest growing rum in the world. Um, I have now and now a gin and I've got more brands coming and I get to do what, what I call, I, I want to say it's therapy for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I get to do this awesome series that we started and and I think you guys can appreciate it because it's it just started as an idea and everything you, you want to try shit. That's what I want to do. I just want to try stuff. And I call it self-made and I've interviewed a ton of people and more coming. And it's not necessarily, it's not about, I'm talking to you because everybody knows you. So I don't want to hear that part. To me, what I think is motivating for everybody like me 20 years ago is I want to hear the shit that you went through to get there because right. I think that's, what's really motivating. Um, so I always start the same way and I'll ask you both and you may have different answers, but what is, what does self-made mean for both of you? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, when we started, we didn't have any money at all. <laughs> and so us, the, uh, Trevor's, Trevor's not here, but me and Kevy and Trevor, we kind of came together with the idea of being able to do everything between the three of us within the music sphere, because we didn't have money to to pay a bunch of producers or a bunch of writers or a bunch of uh, artists to make our designs. Like we were, we made our own logo that, that we still use five years later. Like we just made that ourselves. Um, we, we attempted to shoot a lot of our own videos yeah. in the very beginning. Uh, so I think any, anytime you want to do something, even if it's a big goal or a little goal, if you have that excuse in your head that says you can't do it, because of you don't have enough money or you don't have the right circumstance, maybe just procrastinate on that excuse for a second and just see see how far you can go like on your own. I definitely, 
obviously the, the more you grow, you want to delegate and you want to build your team from there. But I think there's a lot that you can do on your own that people maybe don't spend the time on trying and then they don't give themselves a chance. You know, we were able to put out a lot of records in the beginning because we, we, we didn't have a team. So we didn't have to like have, well, let's have a board meeting on Tuesday yep. and then, uh, yep. we'll, t we'll, we'll table the discussion for next week. Uh, it was like every decision we were making, it was just, yeah, just the three of us and everything was moving really quickly. So our, our mindset was put out a song every month. That was our, that was our whole goal. Like maybe the song sucks, maybe the song's really good, but we're going to put out a song every month and we're going to write it ourselves, produce it ourselves, sing it ourselves, mix it ourselves, do the artwork ourselves and just see what happens. So it, it grew from, it grew from there and we were able to build a team after we started getting a little traction. So, so I have so many questions to ask based on that, but Kevin, I want to give you a chance. Do you, do you, do you feel the same way? Do you feel any different? Yeah, yeah I, pretty, I pretty much feel the same, man. And I think that's why uh, we all three also get along so well, you know, and uh, how we've been able to come so far uh, where we are now. Yeah. It, it, um, you guys coming together, was it out of necessity? Was it out of, were there common interests? What, what was it that Just brought luck, everyone man. together? Just luck, bro. Really? Me and Matt were actually, uh, we were like, we were suing someone together. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a small claims court. We became really close during that time. And at that time, Trevor moved into Matt's house. Um, and uh, yeah, the rest is just it's history. I yeah, I think the LA music industry is really small. So once you kind of get into it and you commit to this is going to be my job, then you yeah. kind of Same realize that everyone knows each other. Um, so I is, think, yeah. It is, are all three of you, because... There's, I was asked this question once, I was speaking at a conference and um, about partners or family being involved in something. And the greatest thing about, I, I work with my brother and actually now I work with, I have four, three brothers all involved in the business, but my one brother who's my partner in this, there's something great about having somebody else with you. Do you yeah. guys, appreciate the fact that you have each other in supporting each other and what that gives you guys? Yeah, definitely, man. It's always good to be able to like lean on someone, you know, uh, especially having like two people to lean on is fantastic. And uh, we all share the same vision, uh, I feel pretty much. So it's definitely been like, it's definitely been a blessing for us. Yeah, especially we've all come from different performing backgrounds with music. So when you're in a group and you're playing a festival or different clubs and you know we've we've had years where we almost played 200 shows in a year and it's like every night you're playing a different show and one night kevy's hungover and the other mm -hmm. night i'm hungover and it's like okay I, I have energy tonight i'll take over more of the the crowd interaction and maybe i'll hand it off to trevor the next you know you know what i'm saying so that definitely is easier when you're in a group versus i'm, I'm sure there's solo artists out there that they just get exhausted. Yeah, get exhausted after a while because it's like you're either in it or you're not, you know? In the begin in the early days, was there a goal? Did you have the three of you, hey, let's try to get to this point? And if it was, what was this point? Oh, I feel like it was like we really wanted to play Vegas. We really wanted to have a Vegas residency, man. I think that was like a big one for us when we first started. And then uh, – yeah, we, then we got one like a year, two years later, I think, right? Yeah. Who was, who was with? 
the first one was with was it with the yeah. oh no with this the was when? the Hard Rock eh oh we started it was with yeah. the rehab pool party at the Hard Rock remember that uh, and then, <laughs> of yeah, course the second one was at uh, when yeah so uh, there's a lot of things that we visualized and we saw whether it was online or just artists that we looked up to where we would see Avicii playing Tomorrowland or yeah, Zed or Calvin Harris playing Ultra and just being like, wow, I can't believe there's 100,000 people at this festival listening to somebody DJ. Like, that's crazy. Like, that would be, be tight. And did, so, you, did, you, did you appreciate those moments when they happened? Or was it like, oh, shit, this really doesn't mean anything. Like, yeah. I'm glad we're here, I, but what else now? Yeah, that's always that's always the downside that maybe people don't realize is that every time you accomplish something, there's like a feeling of like, now what? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe that was like you know. So that so that's why I appreciate people like Gary Vee or just where you know he talks about setting a goal so big that there's a good chance you probably never will accomplish it, but then at least you're you're not feeling the the anxiety of the day to day things that you're trying to get done because you're you're always looking towards that north star goal so do do, do you think uh, you know uh, you guys are younger than me when i started my company and i didn't i made so many mistakes but the good thing is i made the mistakes because it got me to where i am um do you guys see any difference between today and back when you started or are you trying to hold on to kind of what got you there yeah it's crazy because because music is such a technological thing so when we were starting our whole thing was we don't have money for the distribution we're not going to make our own cds or anything like that and, and spotify and streaming just became a thing so our whole thing is like okay we're just going to upload to spotify and apple music and we're not going to spend any more money than we need to spend on the records we're just going to do that and all the executives we talked to they were like okay but i mean you really should worry about radio blah 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 yeah. and we we're like no we're not going to worry about that if it happens it happens that's cool and now everybody's on the streaming game and now you see things like tiktok which are blowing up how many songs got big this year off of tiktok yeah. so i think the fact that it's changed that drastically in five years since we started is like man i don't even know what's going to happen <laughs> next like, are you still do you still have that like what did it did it stop i'm gonna put out a record every month did that stop yeah <laughs> why yeah. why though why why it's just what happens when it gets too many cooks in the kitchen i guess yeah the team gets too big man and just, yeah. you have to make too many decisions and then once money gets involved that's that's why i want to urge people that are just starting or just young entrepreneurs are doing anything music whatever it's very easy to slip into the mentality that you don't have enough uh, assets or uh, resources to make what you want happen but at the end of the day you actually have a, an advantage over a lot of people that are part of these big companies yeah. and maybe I don't know how how big or small your company is but I'm assuming if you're going up against Anheuser-Busch you feel the same way like you can move and adapt faster than some of these big Correct. corporations. So it's like if you're an independent artist and you see people talk about it all the time, like Chance the Rapper or Russ talks about it, where if you don't have 100 people on your team and 100 people that have to sign off on everything that you do because they're, they're putting 
a hundred thousand dollars into your record so they they need to like 100 percent make sure it doesn't do something it's not supposed to do because they're going to lose their investment then you can put out more product and you can no 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 i i, I get and russ is a great example i interviewed russ and one of my takeaways from him because again whether it's business at the end of the day this is business you're in a right. business i'm in a business and you can learn from it but one of the things when i, I remember interviewing russ is he, 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 he would put out a song on, on SoundCloud and he'd see he's got followers in Oregon or he's got an audience of fans in the Middle East because they thought he was, you know, Middle Easter. Yeah. And he's like, fuck it, I'm, I'm going to go after them. I, they love me. I'm going to go fucking support them and I'm going at them. And you know what? That creates that equity. That creates that value. And I think that's what... That's what, when you get too big, you, you, you forget what got you there is those local guys, that fans at that level. Do, 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 can you relate to that? Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, do you remember when you guys were, in theory, when shit were somebody? Like, somebody wants my autograph, somebody knows who I am. Do you remember that? Yeah, what do you think, Kev? Japan was crazy, man. We played in Japan like not too long ago. Uh, what was that? November. I remember this last year in 2019. Um, and it was crazy, man. There was like fans at the airport. Brazil the same too, actually. Yeah, so Brazil in 20, it was either 2016 or 2017. That was the first one. Uh, we, we had played out of the country, but we never played in South America before. And we were actually opening for Demi Lovato at this big festival. And we didn't we didn't put our flight information out or anything like that. It was how long was the flight? Like nine hour flight? Yeah, it was long. So we were just looked like crap, got off the plane. Always, it was probably hundred, two hundred kids mobbing us in the airport with signs, everything. And they had security like trying to push the, the people away, just rushing us into this car. And it was, it was like what what the <laughs> hell what the hell? You know, when when you when on the way there, did you think does anybody fucking know who we are? No man, we just we just went to sleep for six yeah, hours and woke like up, and we just thought we were gonna get picked up by by the driver, and that that was it. But so we were we were not prepared for that. Are so, you still in awe today, or is it? You know what? We know we we realize it. Uh, I think I think you get used to certain things, and then once you become more of a professional, which I'm sure you're aware of, you try to put your focus into the craft, you know, and just. The, the product and, and not get distracted by too much, too much of that stuff. It's fun because I have, my daughter's watching right now. She's 21. Her best friend is watching. She's 21. And I told them I'm interviewing you guys and they got all excited. And nice. I got the chills. Like, I just think that's so cool when somebody just, you can, it's palpable. They feel it. Like, you guys are something for them. And I've always wondered, like, to this day, even my brands, and my brands are sold in 100 countries. If someone knows it, I still feel like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. It's really cool when it's out of the country because it's hard, to con your, it's hard for your brain to make that connection of, oh, this is a completely different culture and lifestyle. They speak a different language. And somehow they were impacted in a positive way by something that – I made in my bedroom. Yeah. You know? Are you, um, oh God, yes. Um, uh, are you guys, who, who, I guess, 
there's always the naysayers, the ones who say, you know what, don't do this, you can't do this. Who are the people who in your corner from the beginning, if there was anybody? Uh, uh, was there really anyone? A naysayer? I mean, no, he said, he's saying who is, who is support, like who is cheering you guys on? Oh, pretty much everyone, I feel, man. Yeah, kid, that's... we surround ourselves with good people, bro. You gotta surround yourself with positive people is a big thing, you know. So yeah, isn't that the other quote where some people say the goals you have don't tell everybody at first? Yeah, you know, because if if they can't handle that vision, they're just gonna be negative, poop on you. <laughs> they're not gonna see. They're not gonna see it. They're not gonna yeah. see it, right? They're not gonna see the vision, you know. So I I'm actually from Missouri, so before I moved to Cali. There was a lot of people that I would tell, oh, I'm going to move to Cali because I'm, I'm going for this music thing. And they're like, oh, man, don't do it. Like, just go, go back to school. Keep working your job. You're making good money. You're making like $15 an hour. Like, you're going to get benefits if you keep working there for another year. You know, just that kind of, isn't LA dangerous? You know, <laughs> that whole kind of thing. So, so I was aware of that. And I was aware that. I needed to get into a new environment, new creative environment to, to just expand my mindset, you know? And then, and then you get out and here how, and there's so many people doing it that it feels normal, you know? How do you, how do you break that cord? How do you let go? I think, I don't know. I think there's something where you feel different or you feel like maybe you don't belong, um, especially when it comes to a mentality, you know? Yeah. Um, but for me, I'm just a very creative person. So I think I was just, so, there's some situations that can push you away from what you might become. For me, I, I never wanted to have a nine to five job. So, and everyone that I saw for the most part had nine to five jobs. So I was like, I need to get out of here. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I, I, need to, I need to find someone who isn't doing a nine to five job and just see what they're doing. Like who, anybody, you know, I used to do internships out in LA, like TV studios and producers and just, I just wanted to see how they did it, you know, cause I didn't, there was nobody from where I was from that was doing it and was confident in how they were doing it. So I, you know what I mean? So, but I knew it existed. So I was like, I just need to find it. And then. Uh, 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 Kevin, for you, how about you? Dude, for me, man, I, I feel uh, maybe it's a little bit different than it was for Matt because uh, my whole, like, I grew up in L.A., so everything for me was, like, everyone around me growing up was always, like, oh, I want to be, like, a pro baseball player. And then, like, you know, my friend becoming a pro baseball. Everything was, like, achievable. It was, like, you can do anything you want to do, you know? Um, so for me, it was a, a, little, yeah, like, a little bit different than Matt, but... Yeah, man, I, I, I never had that. I also, like, man, I didn't want to work from a nine-to-five job. I didn't want to be, like, I've always done crazy jobs. I, I was a stuntman before we did the uh, cheat codes. Maybe, um, maybe some of those dangerous stunts made you, like, all right. Yeah. I need to get out of here. Yeah, that's, I, yeah, that's what made us actually really, like, made me really want to take, like, the music part serious is I didn't want to get hurt from doing stunts anymore. So uh, just kind of drop that and then let it, let it flow. Let it flow and let it grow. Yeah, I remember he, he came over and we were doing – uh, studio session and I was like how the stunts going man he's like yeah they, they want me to do this Toyota commercial where I need to do essentially a th like what like, what you would see in basketball a three-man weave but with cars and we all have to time it and not not hit each other but I think I'm too scared <laughs> <laughs> that was your gift 
I think I'm gonna quit. What, was family supportive of you guys? Yeah. Yeah, my family 100%, man, since day one. Yeah. That's, no, that's awesome. That's all awesome. Because yeah. in, in, to quite honestly, most people I talk to, they don't, if they're, if they're not, have a musical background, they're not supportive because they can't fucking understand what the kids want to do. Like, they don't yeah. see the vision there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think it's key to have a good, uh, good family support, you know? Yeah. So, how, how, where does inspiration come from? Dude, inspiration, man, it comes from, it just comes from the space in, in the head, I guess, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Just like out of the blue, I guess. Anything. It's definitely good to have a, a quiet mind. Uh, when you're making something, you don't want to overthink it. Um, but a lot of our philosophy from the beginning has been a numbers game, you know, just make make 30 songs and pick your favorite one and put it out, you know. Um, I'm always surprised, and I would say the same thing about even what I do, the, sh the, the thing that I didn't think would work always right. worked. Yeah, it's so always, yeah. Is it the same with you guys in some of your songs where, for example, the least, the song that you thought would do nothing did the best? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, this is our, oh, shit. Pretty Girl. My song, uh, we have a song called Pretty Girl. Uh, yep. Right there. It's like, uh, it's actually our biggest song, I guess, technically. Most uh, streamed song, yeah. It's like it has like 680 million streams or something like that. But uh, our label just asked us to remix it for this artist that was also on the label called Maggie Lindemann. And, you know, for us, we were actually pushing a radio song at the time called No Promises with Demi Lovato. So we were kind of just like, oh, this is just an extra thing. This isn't something that's going to be a focus. And there was no money put behind it. I remember we shot, we shot a video that we, we literally just filmed one of the shows that we played. So it was probably like spent no money on the video, no money on radio, no, nothing like that. Um, and it just, took off on the internet, just like completely viral thing. So yeah, that's happened to us multiple times in our career where it's something we're like, oh, this probably won't really do anything and then it, and it blows up, so. Do, but do you, for me, I'll, I wanna own that moment and not forget that. Do you guys do the same thing in the sense of, you know what, don't overthink it, guys. Let's try, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, fuck it, who cares? Yeah, and, and also the idea that there's, Nobody actually knows what they're doing. Like, no, <laughs> the idea, because it's really easy to see successful, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, successful people. You're like, oh, they're wealthy, they have money, they have a successful business, blah, blah, blah. They must be an expert or they just must really know the field and know what they're doing. And it's like, or they just took a lot of action and, Correct. and then it finally paid off. You know, it's like, Correct. a lot of the hits that we had, we didn't know they were going to be a hit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And a lot of songs we thought were going to be a lot bigger weren't. <laughs> so how do you, so, so if, if I look at a lot of the tracks that you guys have had, you're working with everybody, yeah. whether it's, whether it's uh, Fetty, whether it's uh, uh, Trippy Red, whether it's Demi, like, how are you, how do you make those choices? Um, yeah, go ahead. We kind, of, yeah. we, we kind of pretty much just see like, once we have the song, we kind of, figure out like who we think us we talk we figure out who we think uh fits will fit best on the song you know and then it's either a game of us like either hitting them up directly or uh having our team hit them up or their team up and then um usually it's been like everyone we've pretty much wanted on a track we've pretty much gotten 
Uh, and but are you thinking about them? Are you thinking like this would be perfect for Demi? This would be perfect for Trippy? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? I, yeah, we definitely thinking about them like when we're doing the songs, when we're making the songs, you know, like kind of just comes to our mind and then uh, write it down and then drop try to make it a goal that we achieve, you know? Yeah, it's almost like uh, what an A&R would do or something. We yeah. kind of put the demo together, the rough idea of the song. Um, for the Fetty Wap one, we have a, our friend named Cubs, who we've actually known for years. Uh, he's on the song as well. And on the demo, he did the, yeah, baby. He literally did that, <laughs> not trying to be like Fetty, not trying to pitch the song for Fetty. And when I heard when I heard him do that, I was like, he sounds exactly like Fetty Wap on us. We got to send it to him and just have, even if Fetty doesn't want to record his own verse or anything like that, as long as we get him to do that, yeah. it'll make the song cooler. And we sent it to Fetty, and of course he didn't re he didn't re-record that part. He just rewrote whatever he wanted to write. <laughs> so everyone probably hears that song, they're probably like, oh yeah, that part's Fetty Wap, and it's definitely not. It's some. Um, it's our friend who's white and from Portland, Oregon, and but, <laughs> sounded that's exactly awesome. like him. But that's awesome. Do you see? Because I think the I think hip hop and and EDM is awesome together. Do you yeah. see? Do you see yourselves doing more of that? Yeah, we we have a bunch of records for sure. Uh, actually, Kevy Kevy has an artist project that go, uh, Goes by the name of Princess Rosie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're gonna be working on a bunch of stuff, man. And right now we're all, uh, we're actually been working on the album during quarantine, um, which has been really sick because uh, we've been wanting to catch up on music that we've been working on for like the last couple months. And uh, it's gonna be like it's gonna be super dope, and it's gonna be a mix of everything pretty much. So, so where, where does Princess Rosie come from? Dude, it's funny. So I have this dog, a little tiny Chihuahua dog. Her name is Princess Rosie. I've had her for like eight, eight years now, man, my best friend. And uh, I think like last year I was like, dude, I think I'm gonna call myself Princess Rosie now, just to take her name, you know? Cause she's getting old, so I'll immortalize <laughs> her forever. So that's, and she, that's and, and you, always, you always spelled it princess with dollar signs at the end? Uh, yeah, 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 always. No, oh, I love it. But, do, even, but even, I'm, I'm just, Kevin, I'm asking this because I'm curious. When did you start Princess Rosie? When did that happen? When you, can, you took that name for yourself? That's like about last year, I feel. I used to do, uh, I used to be, go by the name Kevy. Um, I've always been wanting to do like my own like solo music, solo project on the side of Cheat Codes that we all do uh, our own solo music. Um, and uh, trying to, I was working on a whole bunch of songs last year and then uh, I just decided to like, I don't, I don't like the name Kevy anymore. Decided to switch it up, why not? Because uh, I didn't put out any songs. But even, but, but even changing that, do you mm -hmm. get opinions? Do you overthink it? You're like, no, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. I just do it, bro. I don't, I don't give, I don't like give a fuck what anyone says. You know, I'm just going to go whatever I think. You know? Yeah. And I just change it. And then, um, yeah, man. I think, there's, I think my mom or someone said, like, it's a funny name or something like that. Like, you sure you want to be I think it's awesome. Yeah. I think it's awesome. I want it to be weird, you know? So as long as people bring it up, it makes yeah. it perfect. I, mean, I think Princey, Princess Rosie's awesome. Too, bro. I'm like, I'm a, like six foot five kind of guy. I'm huge, bro. So my dog is like, it's really funny. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Love Princess Rosie. Shout out to Princess Rosie. <laughs> yeah. So on a personal note, how, how how's it working with Wiz? It's great. It's great, man. He's dope. Super dope guy, man. One of the nicest dudes you probably ever kicked it with. 
it's kind of interesting because we 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 had the the verse before we wrote the hook, so we kind of wrote the hook around it around his verse. Well, I love Wiz. I think he's 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 just. Uh, uh, I, I just think he's he's artistically he's great, but he's a good person, and I think when you have those two things, it's great. Yeah. Uh, who anybody out there uh, who, that you haven't worked with that you want to? Drake. <laughs> Why is that? Dude, I love Drake, man. I love him. Yeah, I hear, I hear his new album. Dude, his new stuff is yeah, his new stuff is sick. But yeah, Drake. But there's a whole bunch of people, man. Like we love working with the classic people. Uh, I don't know if you know, but we did like a, a remix, we remake collab thing uh, with you two like a year yeah. ago. Um, we were uh, Thirty Seconds to Mars too. That was kind yeah, of cool. Thirty Seconds to Mars was sick. Yeah, we love working pretty much with it. We're open to like anyone, man. You know, anyone that's like just dope person. If you good vibes, then we probably want to work with you. Even even EDM guys, other EDM. Yeah. Uh, we really want to. I really want to work with. We really want to work with that guy. Topic. Um, yeah, topic. He seems uh, dope. Where is he from? He's from the UK. I or? think so. I just interviewed, uh, which I really liked him, is San Holo. Yeah, he's yeah, dope. We, dope. We met him a couple times. We played a couple festivals with him and, and stuff. So he, he's, he's got dope. great energy. Just a very, yeah. just great energy. Good dude. That's that's the biggest shame of the whole lockdown is is no live events because. Music like his, especially, it's. I feel like people don't understand it until they see it live, and then they're like in love with it. Like they're just like obsessed, you know. Um. Do Do you? What Which you prefer more, the the performance or the or putting songs together? Ooh, performances. I I think performances. Um. Just because, once you're locked down for five months. Sometimes it's hard to like, okay, what else can I come up with? <laughs> in the studio, it starts becoming, you know what it is? It's, it's like when you're on when you're on the road for too long, then you're, then it becomes a grind. And then when you're in the studio for too long, it becomes a it's grind. It's too long. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of what I miss because sometimes you can get that inspiration from doing the shows because mm -hmm. as a DJ, we're playing our songs, but we're also mixing in other people's records as well. So it's the more shows you do, which I think is why a lot of top DJs tour a lot is it's almost like stand-up comedy. It's like you can get the crowd reaction even if you're playing somebody else's record and kind of see like, oh, they really went crazy over that small 20-second part of that record or this remix or this bootleg thing that somebody put together on the internet that I downloaded. Yeah. Um, and then it can inspire you to make your own original stuff. Um, where, where's so. your favorite, on a personal, where's your favorite place to perform? What do you think, Kev? Um, I think uh, South America is really cool, man. South America and probably Asia for me. Where did we play? Was it Argentina or Chile? Chile, yeah. Chile was one of the most hype, hype crowds we played for. Yeah. Like, it was crazy. Ibiza? Did you like Ibiza? We love oh, Ibiza. Yeah. Ibiza is amazing. Ibiza is cool because... It's such a small island, and they just they keep the clubs going out all night. Party. Yeah, all night did you play in Ushuaia? Did you play in Ushuaia? Yeah. Yeah. Ushuaia. I love I that place. Oh yeah, we also played. What was the what we played last time? Hi. Uh, no, no, hi. Yeah. Hi. No, no. yeah. No, we didn't play that. No, one. it was it was the one that's the older one. Yeah. I can't remember. Dang, that sucks. I can probably find <laughs> it. But anyway, yeah, Ushuaia, Ushuaia is great, and Ibiza. 
and Barcelona is always cool. Barcelona's a good time. And there's like it's, it's always random when you play festivals, maybe in the Midwest or actually Florida is always fun too. Yeah, because sometimes sometimes when you play Vegas or certain yeah. certain crowds, they come off as like they're trying to be too cool, you know? Yep. Yep. But when you play when you play like Atlantic City or Florida. They go hard. They're not trying to be too cool. They're just trying to have. They're just that's trying to get hard. trashed. That's not fun. And I respect and that. That's well, I'm a huge fan of day parties. So that's my. Yeah, it's okay. my biggest thank you to the EDM market is you've given us day parties. Yeah. Which, exactly. uh, yeah, boy. It was it was weird when we played our first couple of day parties. I didn't fully understand it, but now you grow. Dude, you if grow everything if. if if everything can end around five o'clock, it's or ten, it's seven o'clock. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, you know, you should check out the night night swims are fun. Actually, oh yeah, have you, have you been and, to a night swim? No, it's Just, like a it's like a day like a day club party pool party, but it's at night. So what time does it end? Yeah, it's like, like three a.m. Yeah, three or four a.m. Yeah, that, that's too late for me. Look at me, I'm too old. I'm too old. No. I'm telling you, day parties is the greatest. That's why I think Ushuaia has got it down. Is I remember when I first went there, and they end around like ten o'clock. You're done. You just go to bed. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> go to the next club. It's awesome. I, I mean, actually, Ushuaia, so, they, they were open later than that, though. We were. We were. Yeah. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember anymore. Too many, too many clubs, man. So what's next for you? What What's the next big goal? What's the next big goal? Uh, we really want to put out an album, man, uh, and just like execute that to the the highest potential it can pro like possibly go. Are you, do, you, do you have it, or it's, you're working on it now? Uh, it's we have it, we got it, uh, but yeah, there's still some songs we're working on, but it's getting closer and closer by day, which is super sick. Um, and starting to schedule and line stuff up. So yeah, Cade uh, Music said, "Would love to see a cheat code show sponsored by Bel Air." Uh, done. Yeah. Well, happy to help. Yeah. This Kate's is my job. Yeah, this is you, my you job. Should go check out Kate. He's really cool. Yes. Happy to help. Happy to help. Um, uh, what was I just going to ask you? Um, what do you? Would you change anything? And I ask that from the perspective of every anybody who's who wants to do what you guys are doing. Like, what would you? What's your advice that you'd give? Uh, okay, so I'll, I'll let Kevy give his advice, and then I have, like, a funny advice that I got from a fellow DJ, and I'll share <laughs> that. So you go ahead. Uh, I would say uh, just focus on the content. You know, you got to focus on content. Cool. Ooh, that's that. <laughs> uh, no, we it's... Were, it's when, we, when we first started... Uh, the chain smokers told us okay. they told us to never fly first class because yeah. we should just reinvest the money into our project. So I mean, we fly first class, but usually with our points. <laughs> yeah. But 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 they're telling something that's true, right? I mean, it's. Yeah. I mean, I, they I, probably fly first class now, but yeah. that was that was no, like but, before they. they Spend with your money, you know. Invest, you know, I invest, yeah, invest it back into yourself. Into your project, Don't go yeah. buy like a Gucci bag or like uh, a new sneakers. Go put that money back into yourself because correct. I, I interviewed, given. I interviewed uh, Fat Joe, and Fat Joe, he literally said, he's gone bankrupt. 
based on just sheer stupidity of paying private. Everywhere he went, he flew private. No, he'd go to, he'd fly from New York to Connecticut to go have dinner and no fucking clue how much it cost and basically bankrupt himself. And he, the biggest mistake he ever made was just, just not appreciating what he had and the idea that, you know what, it's going to be there forever. Who gives a fuck? Um, and he wished someone would have told him, you can't do it this way. You can't do that. But sometimes, you know, sometimes being told little things like that make a huge difference um, yeah, if you take it seriously. Yeah, because we, uh, I remember we didn't really fly first class and then things started picking up for us. And, you know, certain, if it's a long flight, like say to Brazil or something, we might get like the, the higher class sure. so we're comfortable, we can sleep or whatever. But then you, we have like the accountant break it down for us. The amount, the amount of money more that we would make if we just like flew like a slightly lower class is insane. You save like $10,000 a person or something. It's, it's a car. It's a car. Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. So it's I can imagine like if you're Fat Joe and you're not looking at any of the numbers and you're just yeah. doing that all the time, it adds up. $10,000, like, dang. God. No, I get it. So, so we'll end on a high note. I do, I do something fun where I, I have 10 word association questions. I'm going to ask you. Either of you can answer, all right? Give me one word when I ask. So we'll start with uh, the chain smokers. Yes. Go ahead. <laughs> what are, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, just one word. Uh, cool. Cool. Oh, that's a bogus answer. There's something behind <laughs> that. Uh, you, know, you know what I want to ask you? You know, you know, on the chain smokers, I'm going to ask you this. I hear their fucking songs so much on the radio that you almost hate them because you hear it all the time. <laughs> do you ever, do you ever get afraid of that? Uh, no. Nah, you know what? No, I, I no. think that. Uh, isn't there a saying that you gotta, you gotta have haters before you can really be that big? Like you get, you know what I mean? You gotta have haters so you can have the money later. Yeah, I, think, I, I think, never thought about it being overplayed. It's like being overplayed can actually hurt you. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it could hurt you, but it, if you're in control of your stuff, and then you're, that's why it's like we feel it's so important to keep putting out music constantly. Because if you are keep putting out and flooding the market, then like your true fans are always gonna find that new music. While like the radio fans will just do that one song. Yeah. And then like sometimes some of these labels they want to like ride that big radio song for like a year, eighteen months. Correct. That's too long, especially in today's day and age. It's like everyone, the turnover rate is so fast nowadays. So I can, I can I agree with you. Like people do get sick of stuff too fast. I think uh, like a Drake is a great example. Yeah, he's a perfect example. Every time he has a big radio song, it seems like he has like five or ten album tracks or just like right just non, non-radio songs. You're right. To accompany it where, you know, maybe you don't like his club bangers and you want to hear something more lyrical. Correct. You're right. You're right. Like, right. if you only uh, have the radio songs that's, like, a formula, then people might get annoyed after a while. I agree. I agree. All right. Second, I'll, I'll shut up. So, ready? Number two, Wiz Khalifa. Wiz. Legend. Billie Eilish. Ocean Eyes. Phineas. Inspiration. Inspiration. Donks. Water. Drake. <laughs> you said stocks? Yeah, I like that. Drake. Drake. God. Uh, Degrassi. Oh, that's a good one. Throwing money. <laughs> she could. Uh, dollar, dollar, bill, y'all. <laughs> <The> Beatles. 
Love Yellow Submarine. Heaven. Trevor. Uh, Bastille. Demi Lovato. Um, Promises. Demi Lovato. What is that uh, first thing that comes to my head? <laughs> Uh, she got us these tattoos. That's oh, like, yeah. I always think of that when I when I think of Demi Lovato. Sweet, uh, super cool of her. All right, last one, Black Bear. Uh, Hot girl bummer. Little Aaron, I always think. Yeah, Little Aaron. Shout out, Little Aaron. He's All right, Romeo. guys, I want to thank you. Uh, you're an inspiration for me. Um, uh, I love your honesty and you're, you're grounded. And I think that's what I appreciate most. I like people who are grounded. Um, and uh, you're hugely successful now. And uh, you're going to be huge in the future because you're grounded. And you guys are keep doing what you're doing. So if there's anything I can do for you guys at all, please ask. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, I appreciate keep you. Keep performing. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, use your miles because it's worth it. Yeah, in the long yeah. Run. <laughs> use those miles. Get those upgrades. And if you need any product, shout, okay? Yes, okay. Scott. Hiya, man. Thank yeah, you so man. much, bro. Tell Trevor get better. We miss him, all right? Okay. Well, man. Thanks, Thanks guys. Thanks, everybody. Thank you. Take care. Have a good one, man.